0: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's (laughs) Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. That's a joke about last episode. Joining me today is Travis. McClunky. And Brian. C-Team. And this is our last episode of 2020. We're going to be back sometime in January Um, We have actually a few topics to go over today, even though there was no TWAB. We have the super updates. We're going to talk about Vault of Glass, and we're going to talk about some general stuff just about the game, the state of the game, and everything going on. So I think the big story that everybody was latching onto this week was the Luke Smith Polygon uh, interview, where he sort of talked about what they're going to do with supers in the future and how he would think about modernizing them. Here's here's the key quote. He says, it's much easier for me to look at Nova Bomb and say Nova Bomb is like IP-defining, said Smith. It's an IP-defining super. Get rid of Nova Warp. But in this case, Smith is talking about a classic Warlock ability, Nova Bomb, and comparing it to a... I might have said Nova Warp instead of Nova Bomb at the beginning. My bad. And comparing it to a mediocre PvP-only super, Nova Warp. Cutting Nova Warp might hurt some fans, but it's generally pretty safe. More people like Nova Bomb than Nova Warp. For other subclasses, though, the decision wouldn't be as easy. So he also said later on Reddit, there's no plans to look at class homogeny right now. There are many other things to focus on. But what he's talking about is potentially taking away some supers in the game so that they can bring them into sort of what the stasis subclasses have been like. At least that's how I read it. And I think that's how a lot of people read it. It's not happening anytime soon, but how would you feel about that? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what else to say. Basically the conversation has been, it sounds like someday we might get supers sunset. How would you feel about that? Travis?
1: Yeah, so I think um, the he kind of hits the nail on the head with what the problem is, right? If you get rid of Nova Warp and make Nova Bomb the super for Void subclass on Warlocks, um, I don't think you get a lot of argument from that. But when it comes to the Warlock Solar subclass, which I think he uses as an example, um, the healing pool or the buffing pool versus the uh, the uh, Solar Sword super, I mean, that the Dawnblade super, that's a... Uh, that's a hard choice for a lot of players because they, they have very different purposes and they're also both pretty popular. Um, So I definitely see the problem. I also think that it's probably a false dilemma. Like there's gotta be a way to upgrade the old supers to the new system and just create like an art or what are the things, an aspect that lets you like switch out what the super actually does um, and make it work for both. So I feel like there's probably middle ground, but I definitely understand what he's saying. Like, if you want to streamline each of these supers and make them more modular, then it, then it probably does make sense to slim them down. And, and now each each subclass having two supers makes that a little difficult. So I get he, what he's saying.
0: He further elaborated in the article about, yeah, you might take away some of the functionality of the supers. And they've done this in the past where they sort of changed up how some of the supers work. Like I think Warlock yep. uh, Dawnblade got a pretty substantial change uh, recently with the, you know, heat-seeking yeah. grenade projectiles Brian how do you um, feel yeah. about all this and Travis sorry I'll let you finish first
1: yeah I was just gonna say like uh, to your point an example is of uh, the the way that bubbles work in the Titan super like when they added um, what in destiny 2 originally the bubble super was sort of like a side thing and then they flushed it out to make it like its own branch right um, so I, I think they've done that in the past is my point but yeah that I I think that there's a way to do it without taking away the supers because I feel like a lot of people would be pretty upset about that.
0: Brian, how do you feel about all this? Like, do you think they're getting rid of them? Are you concerned by this? Uh, And how would you feel if they did it?
2: Uh, Concerned, yes. Because I mean, like, you're just you're just you're trading a problem for another, right? It's like um, we. The old subclasses don't have as much variety and customability, customization as the Stasis subclass. Well, how do we do that? We get rid of Nova Warp. It's like, no, the whole concept of the being able to, you know, to adjust and customize the Stasis Club class is so that you have all these different options and the whole play your way type deal, right? When you take away a subclass, one that... You know we haven't gotten a lot of time with because it was super powerful then one day they're like whoa that's too powerful cut it down nobody plays with it anymore because of that and it's like yeah sure it's it's sort of safe to take that one away because nobody's playing with it but they created that problem themselves Right, it's not. It's not that we don't want to play with something of Warp, It's that you're forcing us not to because it's not effective in in the sandbox because you took away what was good about it, and that it is usefulness. Um, and so it's, you know, when going back on what Travis said, it's like, yeah, there's got there's got to be a way that they can create an aspect or a fragment that swaps out the super, you know, the functionality of of which void super you're using at the at you know a given time. It's like that. It, I don't think that would go over well with anybody. And it kind of concerns me that Luke Smith sort of said it's safe to do that, right? And he just you know, he just said that very like confidently. It's like, it's safe. And it's like, no, it's not. We would be mad about that. We would hate that. It's like, we want to use Nova Warp. Like, don't do that. You know, and not just Nova Warp, any other subclasses that they might take away as a result of that. But, yeah. Hmm.
0: Any other thoughts, Travis?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, as a Titan, I feel like it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Like if they wanted to do this and create homogeny, like for void it's the bubble, for Titan smash, it's the single smash. Since now we have a roaming super replaced by stasis, right? So we just want the the, the single smash. And then for solar, it's the throwing hammers versus the melee one. So I think it's more of an issue for the other two subclasses where there are a little bit, there's a little bit more balance um, but with Titans, it's kind of ubiquitous. Like I don't think people would be really upset if if they did this for Titans specifically. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely you, didn't expect up, Ryan to be. You, you don't. Noble
0: th- you don't think oh, people will be upset? upset. <laughs> Come on. on the ti- in the Titan world, the Titan- I, I, yeah, it's yeah.
1: kind of straightforward. I feel like everybody knows which ones are better. You know what I mean? But so, yeah, I did- go ahead, Brian.
2: No, no, you you go ahead and finish your thought.
1: I was gonna say I, I didn't expect to hear you
2: defending Nova Warp. Is, is yes. basically what I'm to say. The problem with it is what I said earlier, right? The the problem with Nova Warp is a bungee created problem. They created that problem by making Nova Warp too powerful in the beginning, and then nerfing it to beyond usefulness, right? And it's it's that's their fault, right? It's not it's not like hey, we made a super. The community doesn't like it. Let's remove it because they're not using it. It's like, no, you make the super good and then we will use it, right? Like, it would be great to have a roaming void super every now and then, but, you know, because we used Nova Warp a lot when it first came out and it was good in PvE, broken in PvP, sure. But now we just don't use it because they said, hey, this is too powerful. We're tuning it a little. But then it turns out they tuned it a lot. So it's not so much that I want to defend Nova Warp specifically. It's that I, wanna, I, I want to... To make it known that Bungie is saying that this super is isn't a problem to take away because no one's using it when they created the problem. I, right.
0: So I don't think they should take away any of those supers. I think they're in a They're in a difficult spot where it's just like. They have supers that aren't being used as much. I think if they made Void the iconic one and then allowed you to adjust how it functions within the new system, I think that would make more sense. But the idea of taking away uh, Nova Warp, I-, I think that says that you have a larger challenge development-wise about figuring out how to make all the supers viable in different situations. If people aren't using your supers, that is a design problem on your end. Like. Everybody's using stasis in PvP right now, and I'm going to use that as a jumping off point to talk about uh, stasis and how it has impacted the PvP experience. Uh, I still stand by that PvP is not nearly as fun because the only super that really seems viable currently is stasis. It is too strong in the PvP battlefield. And that doesn't make for interesting PvP scenarios. It slows down PvP. It stops you dead, and you Literally. Die. Yeah, it stops you, and you're dead. That is the end of the PvP encounter. And Trials is going on this this weekend. Still, it actually made it till we recorded this
2: time. Oh. So, is it, is, yeah. it, is, it, is it live? Huh? Yeah, yeah it, it hasn't is live. Made it
0: it's live, and people are spawning with heavy ammo. Apparently, I'm seeing a lot of like uh, goofy tweets out there about uh, interesting That's things funny. going on with Trials. Um, but yeah, I just I I'm really not incentivized to play PvP right now, especially just because of stasis. Um, it's it's fun, but I really loved where PvP was at. Yes, it was like a sniper game, but I was having a lot of fun. If this was just an adjustment to how the weapons function and what is like the meta, that would be one story. But this is um, a drastic change to sniper rifles being usable. Uh, they they largely are very difficult to use now, more so than they already were. And you've also introduced a whole new subclass that largely destroys the playing field by slowing everything down. How do you guys feel about uh, PvP and the game currently? We're a month past launch. You know, Stasis has had time to settle in. Travis, how are you feeling about it?
1: I'm feeling pretty good about it, honestly. Um, I've been playing a lot of PvP and... So there's, there's a caveat though, which is that like the reason I feel good about PvP is because I'm using the stasis subclass. I'm not using snipers anymore. I'm using slug shoties, and I'm just sliding around, popping people with headshots. Like that's sort of you have to, you have to acclimate yourself to that and just play that way uh, to be competitive. And so I'm having fun doing that, but. It sure isn't. Doesn't feel great that like that's the way you have to play to be competitive, and like using the other uh, light subclasses is not really an option. Like all uh, every comp map match I've jumped into, it's been a full six stack, you know, three on each side of of people in stasis subclasses. And um, the changes they made to freezing, where now you only freeze for two seconds versus five, I think are really good. Um, I've not been dying nearly as much by you know just being frozen in place forever. Um, but yeah, it's like. it's it's i'm having fun but the lack of diversity is real like it's real bad like there's kind of like a right way to do comp right now and and that never feels good
0: Um, and it's stasis that's the answer use stasis
1: The answer stasis and slug shoddy seems to be like as far as i've you know seen in in like the higher levels of comp that i've been playing is like that's just everybody just does that runs around with slug shoddy sliding around and freezing people and popping them with headshots
2: so
0: brian have you hopped in the pvp much lately
2: yeah what i wanted to say about that is that i know i mean or i know or at least it's clear that bungie has a philosophy that they want they want the game to feel kind of similar across the board whether or not you're going in pve or pvp but i think stasis is an incredible example and to reiterate on things that we've said a thousand times before is that crucible and pve need to be completely separated like in terms of of how they balance and how they introduce things into the game. It Stasis, I'm going to go out and say it. I don't think Stasis should be in PVP. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean like what, what, what is saying is not, it's not making the game fun. It's not, it's not, you're not having a good time. And what Travis is saying is like, there's a right way to play comp or right way to play PVP. And that doesn't feel good at all. And, and, you know, honestly, I don't think anybody would be upset Except for people who like to cheese things or who aren't generally that great at games and, you know, Stasis is giving them an upper hand because, you know, it's, it, there's, a, there's a lack of skill involved in, you know, needing to use the super to, to, uh, to gain an advantage. But, yeah, I think, I think Bungie could probably just, you know, come out one day and just admit like, hey, PvE and PvP should be played completely separately and it's okay if they, they feel different. if you take one weapon into pve from pvp and they feel drastically different that's fine because we're playing those things for different reasons and we play them in different ways so i don't think that we need to have a sandbox where both pve and pvp feel generally largely the same
1: yeah i i disagree with that honestly brian like the thing is that destiny has always been a pve first game like i wouldn't be playing pvp destiny as much as i do if it weren't attached to the pve destiny because quite frankly there are much better pvp games you can play where they focus on pvp first and you know that you can get really good arena combat playing you know halo 5 or whatever so uh, the 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 fact that I can take my accomplishments in PVE and bring them into Crucible is sort of the main highlight for me, and I think that subclasses are included in that. What what I would prefer to see is that like they're tuned right, like the the way that it works, you shouldn't be able to freeze somebody in state or with uh, with your stateless powers because they're another guardian. Maybe instead, all the effects turn to slowing instead of instead of freezing. Or there's got to be some sort of fix that isn't just like take it away because the whole reason I grinded and got all my stasis subclasses unlocked in all three characters is because I wanted to use them in PVP. And I feel like you're really dissing the PVP community pretty hard. If you take their accomplishments out of the game. And you know, th- that's like when they remove an exotic from, from PVP,
0: because. They're yeah, like, oh,
2: so to, to reiterate, not reiterate to, to add to what I'm saying is like, sure, maybe sure maybe we don't have to remove stasis, but the problem is, is that time and time again, PvE has, so PvE, like you just said, PvE does is a PvE first game, right? And we everybody knows that. Everybody recognizes that. But time and time again, PvE has taken hits and suffered because of what's going on in PvP. That's what I mean by, like, we need to separate the sandbox. So I'm not saying, like, yeah, I did say that we should remove stasis from PvP in its current form. Um, and if they did some massive adjustments that have you know affected how it works in P in crucible, then that's fine so long as that massive that change doesn't affect PVE because it feels great in PVE it's fun and it shouldn't be changed at all. but when the warlocks were the warlock stasis subclass was nerfed heavily in P- because of a PvP outcry, it affected the way it worked in PVE to a point to where I was just like I don't want to use this subclass anymore it was a no- it had an overwarp warp effect on it whereas it it's just like, it, this is pointless now because you know the way that it affects work on PvP, and it's fine to to adjust and tune Crucible, you know, because of Crucible. But th- we we've already seen that Bungie can separate things outside of Crucible and PVE, so they can separate them and make adjustments as needed. But for some reason, when it comes to supers and things like that, they just don't. And I think it's clear that they need to actually start doing that.
0: Well, time will tell. Let's talk a little bit about some of the upcoming topic upcoming uh, raids that are coming into the game, like Vault of Glass. I think that's something that we all look back on fondly. The the TLDR version of what they're doing with Vault of Glass is uh, they're saying that if we went in now with our supers that we still have currently, that we would basically raffle stomp the whole encounter the whole thing. So they're making slight mechanical tweaks and that you should expect old weapons to return. Um, so I have sort of two questions for the panel today. I'm curious, A, are you excited for Vault of return? And B, do you care that Fatebringer and the old weapons return? And the reason I asked the question about Fatebringer is because we have Nation of Beasts, which is largely, it's Fatebringer, basically, uh, already in the game. So to get Fatebringer back, it just doesn't feel as exciting to me because we have a weapon that has that archetype and it's pretty good. So... How are you feeling about the raid, and how are you feeling about the returning weapons, Travis? Let us know your thoughts.
1: Yeah, so I, I agree. I think um, if you guys have gone back and played Destiny One since Destiny Two came out, it does feel like a much slower game. Like that was one of the things they pointed out in the article is that like the amount of enemies that spawn and the rate at which they spawn is really slow. Whereas now you're you're just killing like dozens of enemies at a time. Uh, and so yeah, I think it's really good that they figure out a way to. Make it a little harder, make it feel the same, keep all the, the same mechanics that are in the, in the game now, uh, or in, in the raid now that we remember, but give us more of a challenge and, and that sort of thing. Um, as for the weapons, I mean, we'll wait and see. I I do agree. Like, obviously, they're they've sort of already tried to recreate some of the weapons that we love, like Fake Bringer. But we're also going to get some raid perks now. We know that that's a thing they're doing. Where maybe that'll change up uh, at least how it functioned inside the raid. Um, if that becomes an end game activity that we're grinding a lot, so I can see that being interesting. Um, and who knows? You know, they've they've changed other weapons and how they operated, like Hawkmoon. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they you know just abandoned. What the old fate bringer was, and, and kind of created some sort of alteration that maybe also could be good in its own right. So,
0: Brian, how are you feeling about Vault and uh, the weapons returning?
2: Um, Vault specifically, I I have faith that Bungie can make Vault of Glass challenging without without making making the raid feel too different, right? We are, Obviously, we have some sort of, like, roasting of glasses when it comes to, to Vault of Glass, and probably if I jumped in there, it probably wouldn't feel as good as I remember just because of, you know, all the quality of life changes that we've had since. Um, but one of the reasons why I'm excited for Vault of Glass to return is because we're, you know, when we had Garden of Salvation, we played that raid for a year and that or more, more, and it got it got rough after a while. So it's going to be nice that we're going to, you know, have potentially two raids at a time, right? Assuming that they don't, they don't make a deep stone crypts, uh, pinnacles um, after the Vault of glass comes out. But I'm curious about the weapons because they did say that they're not going to be their original forms. However, it's so I'm a little skeptical of like giving fate bringer random rolls and stuff like that because it's like it's Fatebringer, right it has a certain feel it has a certain sound and when you think about fate you think about certain perks you know you think about outlaw you think about explosive rounds and you think about uh, firefly which isn't on any uh, any legendary weapons in the game you know discounting dragonfly it's not the same or not as powerful um so i'm interesting interested to see what they do with that um at least i hope that they would keep curated versions of the original weapons, uh, so as a you know, as a chance to drop, so that way we still have those. I just don't know if Bungie would want to make something like Firefly, you know, exist outside of uh, Ace of Spades, but who knows? But yeah, no. Generally, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I I really want to see what they can do with it to make it feel new, but also feel the same at the same time.
0: I'm taking notes throughout the whole show. I was just checking out my uh, curated nation of beasts. Yeah, it's Outlaw, Dragonfly. Uh, light mag and full bore so you know
2: doesn't doesn't have explosive rounds and it also doesn't yeah. have that oomph of fatebringer fatebringer has a very specific sound and oomph when you shoot it um that i don't think exists in a gun in destiny right now I, I, unless you count like um you know, one of those pvp weapons not forgotten and it is how i have it's also, it's also okay. Nations of, Nation of
1: Beasts might become su- one of the sunsetted weapons, you know? So it might be yeah, a thing where a while, you, it would
0: be by the time
1: yeah. that...
0: Uh, no, it's a raid weapon, so they don't have sunset dates currently.
1: Yeah, so it, this would be like a way to make sure your Nation of Beasts doesn't go away anytime soon, basically. Sure.
0: So. Yeah, um, generally speaking, sunsetting's been going on for a while now, and uh, I think a lot of people are sort of coming around to, yeah, maybe this wasn't a good idea. You know, well, I, th- it's, I mean, good. Well, I think initially everyone's like, This is going to be great. It's going to feel refreshed. No, we're just getting the same stuff every season. Like, okay, I need my LMG. I got to read another one. And it's really fatiguing to be mm-hmm. totally yeah. blunt about the situation. So, if I think Vault of Glass coming back is going to be really fun to sort of go back, run through once, and you know, get whatever drops. You get maybe there'll be a new exotic that they put there like baby Travis that's I know you're, yeah, yeah, I know you're a big fan yeah. of X Mythoclast, but yes. That's like an AR archetype or I can't I think it was assault rifle, right? It was a fusion.
2: It was a fusion rifle and that a shot Fusion
0: that fought sh- shoots like an assault rifle.
2: Yeah. I mean, that could be amazing.
1: If if they uh, they nerfed it in D1 so it was kind of a joke. But they also sunset no, it, still, it so it I don't it was fun, yeah. You got, remember you could bring it in PvP and, and use it, but like, I just have a very sentimental value. I did, you know, vaulted glass the day it came out, and I got vex mythic glass on my first run, so I was like with it in PvP when it was overpowered, and you know, there's like a sentimental part to it. But I, I, also, I also hope it's a good weapon. But
0: for sure, you there's some general, this. there's some general stuff I wanted to go over. Also, um, who played the dawning? Who's played in the last week? Travis, me, I played a lot, Travis. Yeah. Stead. Yeah. Tell us about the dawning cool. then and your experience with it. Cause to me, I heard <laughs> it's the same yeah, thing we've though. done for a significant portion of time and I'm like, Nope, I'm good. So what yeah, am I so missing is, out on? It's,
1: liter- it's literally the exact same thing. There's like a short single player quest line where you bake cookies for different people uh, that are in the Vanguard or, you know, that you interact with vendors and whatnot, including zur who I gave cookies this morning. Um, And then there's also a community questline that seems more interesting, but unfortunately it requires the community to deliver a lot of cookies, specific types of cookies. So like the only way to really participate is to just bake the same cookies like en masse and deliver them all to the same vendor uh, until you get to the next questline. And we're on step three of 10 right now. So this is probably going to be a real long uh, sprint to... Delivering cookies until the end of the event, and then I, mean, uh, I, guess, I guess there's
2: three, three days out of ten. I mean, we're at three three days into the into the event, and we still have it till January twenty January fifth, right? So yeah, I think there's
1: five. I think there's five phases because there's like an in between step where yeah. But anyway, my, my point is that and there's also a rumor that the um, I'm not sure if it's Data or something, but Xenophage might be the um, reward. I think because they took it out of the exotic uh, pool that you can get. From the uh, the vendor that's in the tower now. And so, two? Air Parent or Xeno? I, I'm not
0: sure. Air Parent's it the might, It's one of those machine I, I think yeah, yeah, it was Parent. It's Air Parent. Okay, it might be yeah.
1: Sorry. Okay, so it's Air Parent, but uh, the, yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of Xenophage because they gave it a Santa hat. Sorry, lots of weird uh, stuff happened this they week. Uh, that sounds <laughs> correct, yeah. Yeah, they gave the bug in Xenophage a Santa hat. If you get the dawning skin for the the it's weapons, cute. or yeah, no, yeah, so it. yeah, you should look it up. It's great. Um, and uh, yeah, the, so my thing is that if they're going to give us an exotic that a lot of the community already has for already doing this, it would be nice if it had like the exotic catalyst. That would be something that I think would actually matter because I'm not super incentivized to get the same gun again, but we'll also see. I think that's a rumor at this point, so I, I don't know if uh, if that, that'll end up being true.
2: So
0: if I hear there's something at the end of the quest line, I'll do the donning, but honestly, I don't need more armor and I don't need more ornaments in the game, so I'm not particularly compelled. I might do like the intro story. Uh, story stuff is usually a good hook for me to hop in and play a game but uh, yeah, I'm just kind of like, I, I've done the dawning every year. I'm good. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely yeah. event. Like I love what they do with the tower. The music's sort of fun, but I've done it like five times. I'd rather just play more cyberpunk on PC for right now. Brian. <laughs> it's, it's also not a
1: intro quest. The single player quest is like, it's just as, as milk toast as you can imagine. You talk to Eva and she says, bake cookies for this person. Okay, now do it for this person. And then in between each phase, you have to generate Like joy, I forget what the actual materials called because there's a million materials in Destiny, but you have to basically grind in between each step and it's not fun. So I've been playing a surprising amount of Gambit.
0: What what are the, it's called aspects where it's like go do 900 strikes and then you'll get, unlock your next aspect or whatever, right? On the subclasses. So like, that's what broke me. I just got to the point where I unlocked like four of them and like, I don't care anymore. You want me to, like, why is this hidden behind like such an annoying grind? right and that's happening and then like the baking the cookies thing and i'm just like i got off the treadmill for a little bit and i'm just like wow i'm good (laughs) i don't need to do that anymore i have all the exotics i want i know that the the quest for Hawkmoon is going to be there for a long time and i can do it in like an evening so i'm not compelled to do that and the only other exotic that i need is the one in the raid which honestly like it's cool but it's not game breaking or overly powerful and that raid's not going anywhere for a significant period of time. So I'm I'm definitely at a point with Destiny and with with the dawning stuff where I'm just like, I'm fine taking a break. And that's totally yeah. fine if you're the type of player that wants to do that, I think it's a good time to do it. Now, Beyond Light came yeah. out on November I- 10th and I think they have not offered compelling enough content to keep you going uh, over a month, to be fair. I know life it, and I burned through everything incredibly quickly, so that's on me. But I also think they're in a bit of a difficult spot of keeping community interest going forward. Brian, how are you feeling about the Dawning, and how are you feeling about Destiny, uh, looking forward in the next few weeks?
2: I have zero motivation to play the Dawning, and I, not, like, I just I'm not sure like the rewards are enough for me to even really want to. So. I mean, like you were saying, right, it's fine to take a break. Like, you don't, if if there's something out in Destiny right now that you don't feel like playing, it's fine to go out and play other games and do other things, right? You don't need to, you don't need to know off the game 100% of the time. You're, you don't suddenly become a non-fan of the game because you're not playing it because the dawning is out. Like, just, you know, go do other things. That way you don't burn yourself. Because I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a point right now where I'm kind of just like burnt out on Destiny. Like, it'll come back around again, just like it always does, right? But I'm in that moment where like, the Wrathborn hunts, season of the hunt stuff, isn't really like reeling me in. The Dawning isn't reeling me in me, and so it's like it's, it, we'll see. We'll see how the the season progresses, um, you know, post Dawning in January and before the next season. I think it's supposed to launch in February, so we'll we'll see what happens. But right, yeah. yeah, right now I'm kind of just focusing on like getting through Cyberpunk on PC. Like I'm almost done with it. I'm in the final act, so we will get through that and then see where I'm at with Destiny once I finish that game.
0: Yeah and that's totally healthy that's a good thing to do um Travis how are you feeling about destiny 2 currently and looking forward to 2021 i think we're at the low yeah. end of the roller coaster ride and it'll come back but right now if you've done all the content well cj made it and i think it's a really apt and uh smart way to think about it. You're riding a roller coaster when you play Destiny. And right now, if you've done all the content, you're at that low point of the roller coaster. They're eventually gonna fix the supers and figure out what's going on with the sandbox just generally. But when you get back on that hamster wheel, it's gonna be the same thing, grind to the next power cap. Yeah. And the 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 failure for Beyond Light, in my opinion, is there's no compelling story content throughout the season. I think last season, even though it was repetitive, you had a story beat that you knew you could sign on for every single week, and it was compelling enough to warrant going through the rules. There was a, a middle point in the mission where you got dialogue um, from – what's that guy we killed again? <laughs> Can't even remember his name. So, so many names, yeah. Nokris. Nokris, yeah. thank yeah. you. That's right. You, you got dialogue from Nokris, and then at the end you got dialogue from Eris, and like there was an exotic quest in the middle of it and I feel like that's the only thing that's lacking. Uh am I incorrect in that assumption Travis? You've been doing the Wrathborn hunts every week? Is there a dialogue beat there or is it cuz I didn't get it the first week so I stopped. Is it every week? It's
1: not every week. It's like every, I think they did one on the 3rd week and nothing's happened since, but there has been some story development where like the crows getting upset with spider and stuff like that but it's nothing major and i agree that it's not a super there's also not really like a game reason to do the hunts anymore like after you've done the four and you've maxed out the level there's not they didn't really create a long enough of a progress bar i cannot believe that i'm saying this because i was so happy to be done with it but like if they really wanted to force people to play it they would have given people something like last season where you were unlocking the the lore entries, right? As far as I know, there's really nothing like that. So like after I leveled up the the Wrathborn hunts, I I don't think I've done them this week. So um, but yeah, I think the the main problem with Destiny right now is that they're all of the grind, they're pointing you toward the three pillars of the game. Strikes, crucible, and gambit. And two of those three have gotten no love and attention like crucible they didn't add any maps and i think they removed some and stasis is kind of breaking it and then uh gambit they removed maps and didn't really they adjusted kind of the way the game works but it's kind of the same old gambit they didn't really give it any love and care and then I strikes hate- they were kind of strikes yeah i i, I, hate, I
0: hate doing the gambit part like i just yeah. loathe it at this point yeah. and uh strikes there's fewer strikes so largely i get like the same two Stri- or tour- two or three, even if you're doing your, your pinnacle for the week. Right. And it's just kind of like,
2: yeah,
0: I'm good. Like, it's just, it, it got too yeah. grindy with beyond light. I really like what they did with beyond light. I like the storytelling they did with beyond light and I finished it. So now it's just largely like, well, I am good, you know? And yeah, if I, I'm going to, it's going to be really of- one, one last point yeah. for me. Sorry, Travis, but if, if they've made it, so if I miss a week with Wrathborn hunts, I'm just screwed. I know, like, I'm just not going to do that. Now, one of these days, I am going to sign back in and try and catch up and see what happens. But if I'm just permanently behind a week, that means I'll never get the conclusion to the story. And that's just that's just a bad player experience through and through. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I think that, like if if they're, if they're telling us, hey, Destiny is about doing these three pillar activities like 90% of the time and then 10% of the time you're doing seasonal activities or story activities and that sort of stuff, then they need to like, then fine then then give us a new strike like every couple months give us a new crucible map or a new crucible mode regularly like i remember those used to come out in off seasons and now we don't get crucible maps even for main expansions give us new gambit maps give us new gambit weapons like the support for these three pillars that they're driving us to is just non-existent on two of the three of them and then even for the strikes it's like we're getting one new strike every every year it's it's just not it's not a, a a good experience and not something that that can keep uh, people's interest for long
2: enough in mind that we didn't get a europa or, or for crucible or for gambit a, a map and that's that's wild to me i, I mean we got we got it for uh shadow keep i mean we didn't get a we didn't get like a moon map for gambit or anything but the fact that we didn't get a europa crucible or gambit map is kind of insane
0: yeah also Bungie, yeah. what are you doing with cosmodrome you spend all this time and effort, and there's one mission there. What are you doing, anyway, Brian? How are you feeling yeah. about Destiny? Looking forward to 2021.
2: Uh, optimistic. Yeah. Right. Like, we'll, we'll I'll see. We'll see what's going on with the next season. Next season, right? We're getting a few new things. We already know what's coming next season. You know, some of it, right? We're, you know, they're gonna. They're It's looking like they're gonna fully flesh out the cosmodrome. Um. With that season, because they're adding Devil's Lair and Fallen Saber Strike into it, so they have to finish and have the full Cosmodrome to have those two strikes in it. Um, so we'll see what goes on there. But you know, I, I, I'll remain optimistic, um, as I usually do with Destiny. As you know, as I try to be as much as possible. Just because, you know, even when I'm burned out, I still love the game, right? And I'm always going to love the game, no matter where I'm at with it or how we feel about a content drop. So I'll just I'll remain positive.
0: Good. That's a good, you know, mindset to be in about the game. And, you know, we're on that low end of the roller coaster. A new story expanse is going to come out. It's going to be interesting. It's going to have new stuff to sort of figure out. And that's why the game's is great. Uh, I do have one thing, one last thing that I want to address uh, to the show. And I'm going to go full screen on me for this. So, hi, wow. I'm Destin. I've been hosting this show for five years. Our first episode was January 8th, 2015. Uh, as many of you may know, I'm about to have a have a baby with my wife, right? So I'm going to be a dad, due dates end of January, and potentially throughout the year. Uh, I have been working behind the scenes to sort of set up Travis to take over hosting duties while I'm gone, and potentially more often in the future. I really want to focus on being a really, really good dad, and I'm going to be that's going to be my priority going forward. So that might mean I host Fireteam Chat less frequently. Now, I'm not saying goodbye forever. I'll probably still be on from time to time. But if I'm not able to keep up with the game because my you know dad responsibilities are there, uh, that's fine. And generally speaking, I've been doing this show for five years. I really would love to pass the baton to somebody who is you know, just as excited as I was when I took over the show. And Travis, like, honestly, you are just that through and through. And I'm really, really happy to see the positive reception to you uh, on the show. Um, I'm still going to be behind the scenes setting up production stuff so that it can happen. And I will still be on the show hosting when I can. But uh, if I find that fatherhood is taking up so much of my time that I'm not able to balance the two, then uh, Travis will be taking main hosting duties. We've also reached out to Paul Tassi of Forbes, who will be joining the panel. And Brian, as far as I know, is still going to be playing until until he doesn't want to anymore, I suppose. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I also want to say really quick, just uh, this community is just absolutely insane. I think I've been afforded so many... Opportunities and just met so many great people. And thank you to everybody who has watched the show. While I've been main main producer, uh, and I'll probably still be main producer for a while. I'm in this weird situation where I'm like, yes, I'm feeling pretty significant brand fatigue after doing something for five years, right? But I'm also I'm also recognizing that this happens every year when we're in a content wall. So, and there's the added pre- not pressure but responsibility of being a father that I need to, you know, focus on. And this is all just off the top of my head. I obviously (laughs) didn't script anything out, but I wanted to be really forthcoming with what I'm, what I've been dealing with behind the scenes and considering behind the scenes for our audience while also thanking the audience for, you know, supporting me and uh, watching me. Now I'm still going to be doing stuff on my YouTube channel where if there's a hot destiny topic, I'll be my hot hot takes up there you can watch that at youtube.com slash the destin channel i'll still be on fireteam chat from time to time and i'm still going to be doing stuff for ign i'm not going anywhere or i don't have plans to anyway um yeah and i you guys thought it was important that i addressed that at the top of the show so if travis is hosting more often that's what's going on i'm i've either become a dad or i'm working on my performance review pieces for ign or uh you know, I manage a pretty significantly sized team at IGN and I have a lot of responsibilities that I feel are important to give proper attention. So uh, thank you for everything. I don't really know what else to say on the topic.
1: Pardon Travis? I could thank you. Um, I was a Fireteam Chat listener for many years before I was ever on the show or before I wrote for IGN. And uh, I I love the show. I know it means a lot to people and it means a lot to me that I was able to get on the show or be involved at, at all. Um, and so your five years of, of work and love and attention to a game that people you know, made jokes about, are people still playing that? And I know if, even on the IGN staff, they were like, what, you have a show dedicated to one video game? What is this about? Um, so I know there were lots of doubters and you proved them all wrong. Uh, and yeah I'm sure we'll see you around this isn't this isn't goodbye at all but uh, we're excited for you Brian and I talk a lot off camera and we're very excited for you to be a dad um, you know just like the mando had to change when he met a small baby Yoda uh, so too will you need to uh, remove the helmet of not fatherhood when when you meet your little green one I yeah. hope that he's not <laughs>
2: He could have made a Mandalorian, we got to talk about that ending real quick. No, 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 so, no. I haven't seen yeah. that. No. <laughs> yeah. just spoiled Destin on it.
0: Yeah, and honestly, like whenever when Fran left and CJ left, Brian, I really appreciate you stepping up and saying, "Yeah, dude, I'll be on the show with you." I know you don't want to host, so I absolutely respect that decision, and I I do appreciate your input every week. And uh, yeah, you know, I, just thank you to everybody, and we'll we'll see what happens in. Uh, 2021. This is our last episode of 2020. So, you know, if you've had a good time with Destiny or you've had a good time watching the show with us, thank you so much for, for joining us and hanging out in your living room or listening on your way home. Uh, I do enjoy doing this show very much and I I don't want it to go away. So I'm really glad that we have a good support system going forward to keep it going. All right. Well, I think that's everything I wanted to cover on. Cover off on. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Travis. And until next time, everybody, Guardians out. Guardians out.